May 6, 2022. This morning's class of Gemara is donated by Charles and Norma Shehebar in honor of their new daughter. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin and Daf Samechvava Mudbet, eight lines from the top. We're going to go back to there, two words onto the line. Very briefly, the Mishnah told us about the Halakha, which we've heard about, we've read about, we've thought about, but finally we're developing it for about an amud or so, the, Gemara, the Mishnah talked about the situation of a na'araham orasa who has consensual relations, which means to say there's a woman who's a na'aras between the age of 12 and 12 and a half with simane na'arut, with the appropriate signs of maturity. She's additionally, the Torah says, and the Gemara derives this, a bitula, she's a virgin, she hasn't had relations with anyone else. In the, this, and she's uh, as well, a me'orasa, she's engaged, she hasn't yet had nisuin, she hasn't yet been married to someone, she hasn't had chupa, she's just during the stage of erusin. In this circumstance, and specifically, and only in this circumstance, the Torah says that in, in the relations, the consensual relations of man and woman, they both get sekila. Whereas eshet ish, a married woman, and beyond many of these uh, conditions, the halakha is they get henek, they do get put to death, both the man and the woman. In this circumstance, there's a higher liability, it's a more severe circumstance, they're sicky line. We understood thus far those conditions are very, very specific. If it's anything outside of the boundaries of those conditions, the punishment will be different. What about in a circumstance where the child, well, after all, she's a na'ara, she's a young lady, what if she's even younger? She's what's called a kitana. What's the halakha in such a circumstance? Our assumption from reading the Mishnah, that of Rav Yudan, in the name of Rav, rightfully so, was that below the age of 12, before she's a na'ara, there'll be no liability at all in such a circumstance. That won't be considered uh, even consensual relations with a person to the extent that there's a punishment. That means to say there won't even be a mitat chenek. Says the Gemara, that's not so simple. Excuse me, leave that out. Not that there won't be a mitat chenek, it's that there won't be a mitat zikilah. This won't be the same. One more time, the question is, is it from the age of 12 or is it until the age of 12 and a half? And that's the right way of phrasing this. We're not saying, per se, that below the age of 12, there's no liability, as I said a moment ago, but rather, below the age of 12, there's no sikila if the woman is at that age. Is it from the age of three until 12 and a half, or is it from the age of 12 until 12 and a half and nothing more? Our understanding from the Mishnah is it's from the age of 12 to 12 and a half. If it's below the age of 12, it won't be sikila. Why is more more six months, I do understand. The claim could be made the opposite way. Yeah, because the Torah is telling us such. The whole thing is consensual. She's, under, under, uh, she's enough in a mindset to understand the circumstance, otherwise we wouldn't consider it consensual. All right, anyway, that's the halakha. Again, and ultimately speaking, you mind, if, if you hold uh, water, your opinion, Charlie, we might make it the same liability below the age of 12. But that's going to be the question. Our Mishnah, our understanding of Mishnah is not so. 
together with Shetei Se'arot, of course, from Na'arut, but below it, she doesn't need the Shetei Se'arot, she's a Ketana. Says Gemara, Amar of Yehuda, Marav, our Mishnah, which ostensibly we're assuming is telling us that a Ketana does not get Sekila, nor does the Bo'il Ketana get Sekila, whether she gets Henek or whether there's no punishment, separate conversation, but for our purposes, there's no Sekila, Zo Divrer Bimeir, this is all specifically and only the opinion of Bimeir, who would argue that below the age of 12, she's not getting sikila, she has a different status and situation. But the hachamim disagree, and their claim is, Kitana is part of Na'ara, which means to say it's from the age of three until the age of 12 and a half, not 12 until 12 and a half per se. Absolutely, absolutely. They get the exact same punishment. Uh, the, what is, who are these opinions? Rabbi Meir and Hachamim, aside from being wonderful, wonderful individuals, the Gemara Masechi Kitubot makes clear who these opinions are. Their opinions go as follows, not in our situation of consensual relations, but rather in a situation of rape, when the Torah says there's a penalty on the man uh, and, and the pen, again, she's not married at all in that circumstance. Was the penalty on the man for having these relations? Fifty kesef. He has to pay hamishim kesef, fifty silver coins. Does he have to pay those silver coins specifically, as the Torah says, if he raped a naara, or is it afilu kitana b'mashma? Is it even from the age of three? all the way until 12 and a half. That's the mahlok Rabbi Meir and Chachamim. Rabbi Meir says it's specifically and only from the age of 12 until 12 and a half when she's a na'ara. Chachamim are a little bit more uh, expansive. They uh, broaden this a bit. Say, Chachamim afiluktana b'mashma. Even a child below the age of 12 is included in the Torah's description and mention of na'ara. The same way that by rape, Ektana is a part of the halachot of na'ara with regards to 50 silver coins. So too over here, with regards to consensual relations and a punishment of sikila, a ketana will be a part of that as well. Where? No. No, 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 yeah, yeah, no, not with the man. She, that's what I said yesterday. Then we say, Besimantov Mazaltov. That is their hopaf. It's with the man she's engaged to. Not only is there no punishment, we can and would consider it part of their marriage. Yeah, says the Gemara, Amar le Rav Ahamid Difti le Ravina, Mimaid Matnitin Rbimeirhi Ulmaute Ketana Name, Dilma Rabanani Ulmaute Bogeret, Vetudo. Says, says the challenge here in the Gemara of Rav Midifti to Ravina is your assumption from our Mishnah that Bimeir and the Hachamim parallel we understand that we're going to derive from the description of and the mention of Na'ara in one place to another place in the Torah, I can accept. However, who said, it's not that clear from our Mishnah, is it, that our Mishnah is minimizing and saying specifically from the age of 12 to 12 and a half. Our Mishnah only mentioned the halacha that the Torah mentions. The Torah's mention is Na'ara. Na'ara means a young lady. Doesn't mean a young lady specifically and only from the age of 12 until 12 and a half when she's actually a Na'ara. Or does it mean that we begin it even earlier? What was your wording in the Mishnah that made it seem that way? Maybe the Mishnah wasn't coming to exclude the case of Kitana from Sekila. Maybe it was specifically and only coming to exclude the Bogeret above the age of 12 and a half from Sekila. Then there's the Halakha of Chenet. Because the Torah mentions Na'ara. And the claim of the Hachamim is... 
Because the halak, I mean, if you just mentioned kitana, then you wouldn't include na'ara. If, if na'ara is, is my cap, you must be, let me say it like this, you, know, you must be, for entrance into this ride, you must be below the age of 12. Below the age of 12 is everyone. Why didn't you just say it's from 3 to 12? I said below the age of 12 means everything. I'm giving you the cap. So na'ara is the cap. As opposed to na'ara being specifically the age, you must be 12 years of age. That's the question. What is the word na'ara? It might be just a cap. It might be a mention of until 12 and a half. Nothing more, nothing. If I mentioned children, I wouldn't know that I went that high. And as a result, the claim is maybe our Mishnah is specifically capping it at 12 and a half and telling you above 12 and a half, that's when you shedded the punishment of Sikila. Below, there's still the Sikila, like the opinion of the Hachamim. Says the Gemara, that could not and would not read properly in our Mishnah, because if that was the claim, it would have said, Amale, quote unquote, hi, it should have said in our Mishnah, Eno hayav ad na'ara betula me'orasa. The statement in our Mishnah would and should have been that a situation where you're liable to sikila is only when the woman becomes a na'ara and above. In other words, in such a circumstance, I understand she needs to be, I understand that she needs to be a na'ara. That means everything in the na'arut stage, anything leading up to that is all a part of this punishment. The words in our Mishnah are not so. The words in our Mishnah are enochayav ela al na'ara. Excuse me. The words in our Mishnah are, are again, I did the exact same thing yesterday. That's no, no, the difference. That the words in our Mishnah say, if you look at our Mishnah, until she will be a na'ara me'orasa. Now listen to those words. You can only enter once you are a na'ara. Which means to say that if you're below the age of na'ara, are you a part of this? No, you're certainly out of this. If you wanted to tell me that it's inclusive of younger as well, it should have instead said, It should have just said, Na'ara is allowed entrance into this section. Well, now I say Na'ara, Na'ara is what cuts it off. You're until 12 and a half. The fact that our Mishnah uses the word until she will be makes it clear that the Mishnah is cutting off not only above the age of 12 and a half, but below the age of 12 as well. Vetula mideh says the Gemara, nothing more to that. Ve'od lo kolum, there's nothing more to discuss. So to just very briefly summarize what the Gemara did over here, it's very, again, all the technicalities aside, the Gemara established that our Mishnah, from that word shetehe, until she will be, is telling us the following law. The only year or half year in which a woman, as the Torah describes in Parashat Kitese, and the man, gets sikila for their wrongful relations is if the woman is between the age of 12 and 12 and a half. That's the halakha from our Mishnah. How do you see that? Because our Mishnah says the liability is only when she will be a na'ara. When she will be a na'ara. I know when a na'ara is. It's between the age of 12 and 12 and a half. Had the Mishnah said until she's a na'ara or when she's a na'ara, I could say it's expansive. It even begins beforehand and it ends when she's a na'ara and when her na'arut ends. That being the case, the Gemara said this is the opinion specifically and only of Rabbi Meir because the Hachamim disagree. The Hachamim say when the Torah uses the word na'ara, it doesn't mean 
mean just from 12 and 12 until 12 and a half. It means even below in 12 and a half is the cutoff that a bogeret has different status. So as Gemara moving onward. Let's deal. Say it again. Correct. Um, no, they will agree that there's a, uh, a exemption from mitzvot for a ketana as opposed to a na'ara. Neither one of these cases of relations when the Torah mentions na'ara, there is no distinction between ketana and na'ara for the hachamim. That's right. That's explicit in the context of kenas. It's an extrapolation to over here. It says, she must be engaged. Well, give, give it a few minutes. Give it a few minutes. Clearly, if she's married, it's only Hanuk. That's Eshetish. That's clear. That's clear. Why? No, no, no. No, no, no. Engaged is worse. Yeah, yeah. Mar- no, mar- married, the Torah is explicit in the Surah. Don't. Uh... All right, anyway, it says the Gemara here, Ba'amine, there was a question. Rabbi Yaakov Barada asked the following question. Ba'al ketana me'orasa l'rbimeir mahu. Oh, so here's our question. This is what I told you. Let's hold off on this question about 10 minutes ago and yesterday, right? Here's the question. The question is, Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir is the rabbi who says 12 until 12 and a half. Very specific. When the Torah says you get sekilah, you get put to death by stoning when you are between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, when you're a na'ara with simanim sharon, in such a circumstance, if she was below that age, what happens? Well, to the woman, she's not a baton nashim. She's, she's a katana. She's not going to get punished. We can't really call it consensual for her. For the man, what does he get? Is he really off the hook? Does he really get zero? Not sekila and not hanik? Is he completely excluded from the parasha, from the segment in the Torah of punishment? Or, or perhaps, he specifically, this man, who has consensual, quote-unquote, relations with the woman, young lady, below the age of 12, he's still going to get put to death. He'll get put to death as if she was a married woman, as if she was a bogeret. She has enough consciousness to be considered consent, however, she's nonetheless not punished. We have different degradations and levels with regards to understanding of a minor. She herself won't get punished. The question is, is the man, because we're not considering it rape, that's clear, otherwise you would always consider it rape, considering it consensual enough to the extent that he didn't do this in a forceful fashion, is he liable or not? Does he have a complete exemption? I, I know we're all rooting she against works. it. Or alternatively, does he only get hanek? Still gets put to death. Amale mistabera misekila mamitle. Everyone could sigh, uh, heave a sigh of relief. His initial reaction is, Mistabera, it's logical, it makes sense, although he doesn't explain to us why this is logical, but this is the response of Rava. It's only Misikila Mam'itle. She's only, excuse me, he's only excluded from the higher level punishment of Sikila. He certainly gets put to death. He had relations with a person, but she's not a Bar'onashim. She's not, uh, but she's engaged but she's already connected to another person. She's already involved in another relation. This was an illicit, wrongful relation. Even if she's not being punished, because she's a ketana, he's being punished. That's what the Torah makes clear. Only if she's a betula. 
no, 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 no. That's okay. When she's a katana, it'll be the same question. When she's a nara, so then it's then it's a henik. No question. No, it's on those, that's very clear. In other words, Nathan's question is if she's a be'ula, if she's already had relations, for whatever reason, whatever circumstance, what's the halacha with regards to this man who's having consensual relations? So drop the whole other issues. How old is she? She's between the age of 12 and 12 and a half, and she's a be'ula. She's not a virgin any longer. Clear, explicit, understandable, panic. The question is below the age of 12, when she's a kitana, where her bimeir says she's not getting sekila, does he mean no sekila and therefore it's just like the non-virgin after the age of 12? Or is he alternatively saying, she's below the age of 12, she's a kitana, he's not liable either. Says Rava Mistabera, it's the same thing, he gets chenek. Says the Gemara, says uh, Rabbi Yaakov Barada, back to Rava, really? That's your opinion? Doesn't the Pasuk say, in an altogether different context, umetu gam shenehem. This is a Pasuk by Eshet Ish, for one reason or another, which is difficult. The Rishonim discuss this. The Gemara cites this Pasuk in our context to teach a law about anana Eshet Ish, about anaram orasa ketana. But anyway, the Pasuk says, umetu gam shenehem. There's an extra word in that context, there's an extra understanding that they too will be killed, again, when there's illicit relations, the derasha is ad sheyehu shenehem shavim, until the two of them are on the same level. The understanding is they're both liable to death penalty. Well, wait a second, they're not both liable to death penalty over here. She's below the age of 12. If she's below the age of 12, if this derasha is a strong derasha to the extent that it's going to teach me a law in another circumstance, in our situation of na'ara or me'orasa, this woman who's below the age of 12, who has consensual relations, don't they both need to be liable to death penalty? Doesn't it stand to reason that if she's not liable to death penalty, I know it sounds and is terrible, but in the technical aspect, for one reason or another, the severity of the deed was not such that he's in turn going to have any death penalty. And maybe he's exonerated entirely, says the Gemara Shatik Rav. Rav, in listening to this and understanding this, was quiet. It appears as if he doesn't have an answer to that question. He doesn't have an answer to how to resolve umetu gam shenehim, the fact that they both need to be liable to death penalty in order to get death penalty. And as a result, it appears as if Rav is accepting the claim that since she's not liable to death penalty because she's a katana, so too he won't. Amar Shemuel, Rav. Rav, why were you quiet about this? How could you just accept that? Why didn't you respond? Another pasuk, out of context. Another pasuk, which this pasuk happens to be talking about a woman who's a na'ara me'orasa who's raped. But in that context, this extra word of levado, he and only he gets put to death. Now, you might say he and only he as opposed to the woman. She was raped. The next words in the pasuk are and you shouldn't touch the woman. Again, out of context. Not our situation of consensual minor relations. This is rather talking about a situation in which there's a na'aram or as the Torah describes it, and it's basadeh, he finds her in the field and he rapes her. What's the halakha? Don't touch the woman. 
And who gets killed? He, Ha'ish Asher Shachav Imah, Levado. He and only he. What's Levado? The fact that the Pasuk has that extra word Levado, the way Rashi explains it to us, is telling us, what's that? True. And she's raped. It's a case of honest. But that extra word of levado is almost like an imeno inyan. The fact that the Torah has to mention that word levado is designating for us, amazingly, hard to understand. Rashi struggles with it, the Farshim struggle with it, but somehow that levado will in turn reflect and highlight in our context that again, gam shenehem, which was also out of context, need not be taken literally over here, which means I have competing visions for how this needs to work. Does it need to be that both he and she are liable to death penalty and that's how this, that's only then is he getting put to death? Or alternatively, can you find the circumstance? Is it viable to have a situation in which the guy who's the, what's that? There's an extra word, you don't need that word. That's, but levado is the most important. Alright, so it's the berakat of levado is an extra word above and beyond, says Rashi. All that being the case, we're a little bit stuck. What's the halakha? I return to the same question. What is the halakha? And you know the punchline. What is the halakha? According to the Bimeir, who told us that below the age of 12 are very literal, there is no sikila for a woman who's a me'orasa and a betula who has consensual relations below the age of 12. Does that mean there's no death penalty of sikila or no death penalty at all? Two approaches to it. Either making an out of context derasha from gam shinehem, if they don't both get death penalty, and she's certainly not, he doesn't get at all. Or alternatively, levado, he can get a death penalty even when she's not. What's the answer? Answers the Gemara, kitanae. It's a mahlo kitanaim. That's right, you can interpret it in one of two ways. What are the two ways? Either no penalty or a penalty, just not the same penalty. What's kitanae? It means this mahlok between Rav and Shemuel is really an earlier, longer-standing mahlokit dispute between tanaim. Tanaim is from the time of the Mishnah Biraita. Says the Biraita, quote unquote, umetu gam shinehem, First opinion, that of Rabbi Yoshia makes a derasha from the words shenehem. What's the pasuk teaching me, says Rabbi Yoshia? It's teaching me the only time that the man will get any death penalty is if the woman's getting a death penalty as well. The woman's below the age of 12. Is she getting a death penalty? I don't care if she's consensual. Is she getting a death penalty? Certainly not. Does the man therefore get a death penalty? Certainly not, says Rabbi Yoshia. Rabbi Yonatan Omer, Umeta Isha Sheikh Shachav Imah Levado. This dissenting opinion, that of Rabbi Yonatan, says, No, but wait a second, you will find the circumstance with an extra word of Levado, which in turn teaches us that there will be and might be other circumstances in which, although one of the parties, namely the woman who's below the age of 12 over here, over there, who's being raped, doesn't get death penalty. The aggressor over there, the consensual partner over here, will get death penalty. Wait a second, the Torah says it needs to be a na'ara. Bimeir says it must be a na'ara as opposed to a ketana. That's right, a ketana gets henek the same way if it was, she was not a betula. The, 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 the male gets a henek and so forth. So it's like, okay, can we now bounce those two pisukim, one off the other? Can we turn to each of the opinions and say, how do you interpret that pasuk? Because that's what we always do in these situations. You're very intent on reading the pasuk of shenehem. They need to be the same. All right. And you're very intent on reading the pasuk of levado. 
I got it. Each of you, can you defend yourselves and explain how you interpret that word? Says the Gemara, V'iddach, According to the second opinion, that of Rabbi Yonatan, whose intent, whose focus is on the word levado, and not on the word shenehem, that they need to be the same. How does he explain shenehem? He says, perhaps that's the purpose of the Torah saying, um, uh, the purpose of the Torah saying, the mention of them dying specifically and only in a circumstance where they're the same, is to exclude something altogether different. What's the altogether different situation? Quote, unquote, where they're sharpening or where they're grinding. What's the situation? Explains Rashi, there wasn't an actual act of sex. There wasn't actual relations. Rather, they got very close to one another and they were grinding one into the other, but they're not actual penetrating. In such a circumstance, what's the liability? Since it's not an actual act of relations, there's going to be a full exoneration. He's not liable, but he shouldn't have been doing that. Of course he shouldn't have been doing that, but we should punish him. Of course we'll punish him, but he's not going to be put to death. Not even Hanek, not even Hanek. When we turn to the other opinion, who says Shinehem needs to be taken very literally, it's telling you only when they have the same death penalty. We're talking about real relations over here. I'm not telling you it's literally nothing. His words are ma'asech hidudim, it's love kelum, it's nothing. But in the context of court, law, on relations, illicit, wrongful, extramarital relations, it was wrong. Well, tell him he shouldn't do it. We'll punish him for doing it. But you didn't actually think he was going to get put to death for that, did you? Without punishment, says the I never thought about that. And that's the reason we don't need to find some pasuk which teaches us that ma'aseh hidudim, that grinding, is liable or isn't liable per se. Says the but wait a second. Ve'idach hai levado We have the opinion of Shinehem, Rabbi Oshia. Rabbi Oshia says they have to both be liable to death penalty in order for us to punish the man at all. And therefore, if she's below the age of 12, according to Rabbi Yoshia, and the man has consensual relations with her, he's off the hook. Wow, that's a crazy thing. Crazy thing, that's the way it worked. Torah says, Shenehem. How does he explain that pasuk? Levado, the extra word in the pasuk, specifically and only him, which was an extra word, a redundant word, my darishpe. So it's a, it's, a, it's a crazy and fascinating derasha that he has for this. Again, this is a challenge to the first opinion, that of Rabbi Oshia. How does he understand this pasuk of levado? Again, the pasuk says, specifically and only him, which seems to be excluding others, perhaps, as opposed so as it says the Gemara, it's the following situation. We'll read it inside in a second. If there was what's called a bi'ah kedarka, terrible circumstance. Ten men surround a woman. They take turns, and each one of them has bi'ah kedarka, which means to say none of them change her status as a virgin. None of them have relations in a forward fashion with regards to breaking her virginity. She walks out of this, she's still a virgin. Terrible trauma, terrible circumstance. What punishment do we level to these men? She's a na'ara, she's of age, quote unquote, above the age of 12. Even if Bimeir agrees, she fits the qualifications of Sekila with regards to, now that's the situation. So there's 12 men, there's no, we're not necessarily talking about rape per se, 12, 10 men, and each one of them have a bi'ashilo kidarka. Does each one of those men get put to death with Sekila? After all, she was a virgin, she was a na'ara, she was a me'orasa for every single one of them. Do each one of them go put to death? Says Sharon on the first one. Why on the first one? She was a na'ara, betulah, me'orasa, every single one of them. The answer is levado. Levado means only him. Well, 
What's only him? Only him, first act. In other words, although the Torah is clear with regards to it, she's got to be a virgin, and she is a virgin, doesn't matter. Even though she is a virgin, since it's not the first time, Levado makes it clear specifically and only the first one. That means the other ones are off? No, the other ones are all getting put to death. They're just all getting chenek. So in other words, the Gemara now turned back to that opinion again, who said that below the age of 12, Rabbi Oshia, you said there's no punishment at all to the man who has the relations. But how do you explain the word levado? Levado teach me another law. That sometimes there'll be a situation in which it appears to fit the qualifications of, she's even a na'ara, she's certainly a me'orasa, she's even a betula, and nonetheless levado, only the first guy, only one guy. So my darish peke de tanya, the beraita teaches, terrible circumstance if ten men have relations with her it need not and for our purposes is not a case of rape and she's still again they did it she's still a virgin they all get sekila the first opinion here in the Beraita Rabbi Omer for our purposes the more important opinion Harishon biskila vekulan bechenek says Rabbi this is a different halacha over here the halacha would be that only the first gets sekila but why so levado which, why don't we turn to the other opinion and say, how does he, the answer is, he holds like the other opinion here. He holds like the hachamim in this beraitar bionantal does, that the halacha would be, they all get sekila. When all the dust settles, again, we really ended up, after all the back and forth and details and explanations, we ended up the way we began in theory. We've learned really effectively two laws today. The first law we learned in the Gemara was the opinion of Rabbi Meir. The opinion of Bimir in contrast to the Hachamim. How do I define Na'ara in the Torah? Is Na'ara from the age of three until twelve and a half for purposes of death penalty, for purposes of rape penalty? That's one question. Bimir says it's only from twelve to twelve and a half. Hachamim disagree. They say it's from three all the way until twelve and a half. Our Mishnah, the Gemara said, is of the opinion like Rabbi Meir, twelve until twelve and a half. Stage one. Stage two is okay. So below the age of twelve according to the Bimeir, where you told me she's not a part of this whole parasha, she's not a part of Sekila, does that mean she's off the hook? She certainly is. Does it mean he's off the hook with regards to that penalty, or does he just get a lighter death penalty, quote unquote, as opposed to Sekila, Henek? The Gemara said, that's a mahloket Rav and Shemuel. The Gemara said, it's a mahloket Tanaim, Rabbi Yoshia, Rabbi Yonatan. The Gemara challenged the opinions with regards to, how do you understand this? Where do you derive this from? It's from Shenehem by Eshetish, it's from Levado, in the context of, on, of, of Ones, of, of, of rape. And the Gemara explained in any and all details in between. But that's really what What's happened this, thus far? The Gemara now, one last segment, we'll begin it, don't know if we'll finish it today. One last segment because, and specifically and only because, we're going to re-enter one of the Pesukim we've been talking about, that Pasuk of Livado in this context. It brings us back to something I know we all wish we could forget about at this point. It brings us back to Bat Kohen. Bat Kohen, you know, for two, three weeks, many of us had Nightmares about Bat Kohen, I think, just a few uh, few weeks ago. Anyway, Bat Kohen, the situation in the Torah, Torah says that although with regards to other women, there are specific punishments, Bat Kohen, Torah says beginning Parashat Emor, has a particular punishment. What's the punishment with regards to Bat Kohen? Serefa. 
burning. She is not only profaning herself, her father, member of Kiona, has is profaned as a result of this act, and therefore she gets put to death by Serefa as opposed to the lower Henek. Says the Beraita over here, let's talk about that halakha. Tanur Rabbanan, the Pasuk says, Ubat ish kohen ki tehel liznot. If a woman who's the daughter of a kohen is tehel liznot. And that word tehel is a hard word to translate. We've mentioned that the Torah has this word in several circumstances for our purposes over here. But you might recall, for example, I've mentioned in the situation of like Noah. Noah, the Pasuk says, Vayahel Noah isha adama. After he disembarks from the ark, from the, uh, from the teva, Pasuk says, Vayahel Noah. What does the word Vayahel Noah over there mean? ostensibly means milashon hathala. He begins. He begins a new chapter in life. Rashi, quoting from the rabbi, says it's milashon hol. He starts in a profane life. He maybe had a sanctified life. Now it's a profane life. Kitehel. Is it a lashon of chulin or is it a lashon of hathala? Beginning or profane? Who cares? This is just a parasha class. Okay, we will care very much about it. It says Gemara, Rabbi Omer, here's how you understand that word. Not as hol, but rather as Tehila, beginning, which means to say this is for this Bat Ish Kohen, according to Rabbi's understanding, the first act of relation she's ever had. Is that understood? Ki is not as the way the Torah is telling us. She's a virgin. This is her first act of relations. She's never been involved. In that situation, Katsikila says Rabbi Vechen Hu Omer, and similarly the Pasuk says, Umet Haish Asher Shachav Ima Levado. He says, and you know something? The Pasuk says something similar over there when the Pasuk we've been talking about, that only the man gets put to death. Only the man gets put to death. What does that have to do with our situation? We're talking about bat ish kohen. We want to know how to define the word kiter. Is the word kiterhel in that pasuk? Let me try. It's not in that pasuk. What does that pasuk have to do with anything? I'm trying to define. I'm giving you a parasha class. I say, you want to know what this word This word means? It just like it says, bereshit parailu mitushmaim dar. What does that have to do with anything? We're in the middle of Parashat Kedoshim. Why are you quoting the Pasuk from left field? My Kamar. What's, what's he quoting? Vechen hu Similarly, the Pasuk says, Amar Avuna bereder Rav Yahushua will suffice with this interpretation for now. Rbi kerbi Ishmael sevira le de Amar Arusa yasea lisrefa velo nesua vehachek Kamar im tehilat bia biznut biserefa. And so the suggestion here of the Gemara of Rav Huna bereder Rav Yahushua is to explain Rbi's opinion as follows. His opinion is similar to, I know, we're past those nightmares, hopefully. You might recall there was the opinion of Bishmael. We had a mahloket about a bat ish kohen. Is it specifically when we had this mahloket even before we learned those sugyot in class? So Jeffrey erased this. Is it specifically when she's an arusa? or even when she's a nesua, Is this woman, this kohebat kohen woman, is it only when she's still quote unquote in her father's household as an arusa, as an engaged woman, or even when she's out quote unquote and she's a nesua? Statement of Rabbi Ishmael is that it's specifically and only when she's an arusa. She gets the serifa. She gets that death penalty of burning. And we can kind of understand this what the Pasuk says. It reflects back on her father. She's still in her father's household. She's only engaged. Says 
the Gemara in turn, that's what Rabbi is doing. And that's what Rabbi, Rabbi goes like this, says Rabbi, well the Pasuk says, Ki not. this is her first act of relations, meaning she's still engaged, she hasn't been involved in a formal sexual relation with a man, even her husband. In that situation, if she now has relations with someone else, Serefa, which again makes sense because we're tethering or we're connecting her to her father. What does it have to do with that next pasuk of levado? Well, now it has everything to do with that pasuk levado. That pasuk levado is telling you that it's only in a situation of, it's only in a situation where this woman has a one-shot chance at high, keeping that high status. After all, what did Rabbi tell us? We learned from that word levado. If there were ba'u'alea, if there was relations of 10 men, and she's still, quote-unquote, a virgin. Not quote-unquote, she's still a virgin. How many of them are liable to the highest death penalty? Only one of them. Says Rabbi, it's just like over here by this woman. If she's already been involved in relations, sexual relations with her husband or anyone else, you want to know something? It's hard to say, but the Torah is telling us, her status has diminished. We will no longer say about her, she gets serifa, she's still getting put to death. Just like in the situation of Levado, we value, for one reason or another, the first act in this circumstance with regards to the highest level of severity. Says Rabbi, you want to know what Kitehelis note means? It means the beginning. She's only an Arusa, she's not married. If it's the beginning, she's only an Arusa and she's not married, it means that it means it's literally the first act of relations. Just like the case of Levado, Levado over there, we very much valued the first or devalued the first act of relations to say that's the most severe and that's the halakha with the fat queen as well. Baruch Amen, amen.